Welcome back to Mom Nation Unscripted. Now a word from our sponsor. The best way for a mom in business to make the biggest impact online without living online is by designing her business to provide an experience that works with who she is at her core. That's why I created the Brand Experience Identity Quiz to help you find your brand's personality so you can create the best business for you and your family first. You can take it at brandingwithbeth.com forward slash BEI quiz. And I'll see you inside the BizMom Mastermind here in Mom Nation. So today we have Jenny and Sherry. Well, hello, ladies. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing today? I'm awesome. Glad to take this break out from a busy day of working. Yeah, right. Yes, I missed your faces. <laughs> Don't tell your boss you're not working right now, Jenny. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't tell him. Don't say a word to her. Um, so how was your week? What have you been up to? Are you like totally losing your mind in this whole quarantine thing or? Gosh, it's insane because not only is it the last week of school, um, you know, so there's their, their daily um, Zoom meetings, but then on top of that, they're having like end of year parties, virtual parties, um, but work is crazy. Real estate is crazier than um, we've ever been before, I think, as many open in escrow transactions as we have. So we're just busy in general. Um, but then it's also kind of weird because it's like things are opening up a little bit. People are starting to venture back out and I think some restaurants are open. So I'm, it's, we're in a weird place. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, last week we went out to eat twice. So we kind of went a little bit earlier in the week, which was so nice. And we sat out on the patio and that was fine. Right. Um, you know, it wasn't really that busy, um, and it looked like they were kind of spacing people out, which was nice, but it was, it was cool to just feel normal and to like see other people other than family members, you know, not that I don't right. love them to death, but that was nice. Um, and then when was it Sunday night, we went for sushi. We went to go see our friend Jay. He owns a sushi restaurant in Mesa and my son just loves that. I mean, he ate a whole plate of salmon sashimi and a whole nother roll. And like this kid, it's unbelievable the amount of sushi he eats. And then last night he's like, Hey, can we go to sushi? Ken? I'm like, dude, <laughs> his other favorite sushi restaurant. <laughs> like, you didn't get enough the night before. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so funny quite the sophisticated palate on that boy. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it was real nice to get out. Now, now, Sherry, you're not having quite as much luck as we are, are you? Nope. We are all still on lockdown here. Plus we have the added military rules. Um, so we haven't gone anywhere except for our usual little hikes and stuff like that. Um, so I'm going a little bit crazy, to be honest. You know, I miss being able to go to like my favorite oasis, like the lake or the beach or something like that. Um, you know, and I'm limited on my coffee places where I can go. So, you know, that's my jam. I do. Uh, but we, you know, it's been, there's a lot of silver lining and I know that the three of us have talked about this, but just to share, you know, we've been doing like dance parties on the trampoline. That would have never happened before quarantine. You know what I mean? Like just little things like that. Um, 
Friday, we had a power, a planned power outage. So I told the kids like, hey, guess what? You're not going to school because the computers won't last that long anyway. Let's just, we're going to have a day where it's just us and we're doing some fun stuff. And so that was fun. We got to do tie dye and chalk. On, we made chalk out of like cornstarch and stuff and food coloring. So just things that I normally wouldn't do because I work too. I just took the day off and I was like, we're going to do some creative stuff. So I love it. Same here. There's been a lot of things that we're discovering that we like to do or that my son likes to do or, you know, that we never would have slowed down enough to discover before. And I completely agree. I think there are a ton of silver linings, albeit a little bit annoying at this point. um, Because, I mean, maybe annoying is not the right word. I understand that there is a problem out there. I understand that people are being affected. I certainly don't want to add to that problem. I certainly don't, you know, like seeing people affected in that sort of thing. Um, but I'm just over it. <laughs> I'm just over it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so I guess annoy is not the right word. I'm just ready. I'm ready for whatever this next phase of life is. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for them to shoot it at us. So yeah. Well, cool. So you guys watch, I know you guys watch the live podcast and I'm, I'm sure you listen to it a thousand times after and you download it and all of that fun stuff. And I appreciate you ladies doing that because that's really what we need our audience to do. Guys, please look for like whatever platform it is that you like listening to podcasts on. We particularly like iTunes. So go to iTunes, please find us. Please subscribe, review, download the episodes. Um, what is Beth is always so cute about this. She says something like, leave us a five-star review. If you don't think we deserve five stars, wait longer. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know? Nailed because, it. Right? Because five-star reviews is really what helps us get this show out to more listeners, get more eyes on it. Um, and the downloads is what's really important because we really want to – have a nice large following so that we can move forward to the next phase of what mom nation's all about. And I know Beth likes talking about that too. And those are the mom units. So basically, um, you know, moms that are going from, and we're going to talk about that today, actually. So I'm kind of excited, but moms like, imagine if you ladies had this back in the day, moms that are transitioning into becoming single moms. It's not, hey, let me do everything for you and give you all these handouts. It, no, it's, it's a hand up. It's, hey, let me help you. So that way you can get to where you're going quicker, get your, you know, get your ducks in a row a little bit more quickly. My kids would refer to it as your glow up. <laughs> um, I like it. But the, I think that it would have been huge for me in my past, so. Yeah. And it, it's a vision that hits home for me. Cause as you guys know, I was raised by a single mom too. And you know, poor girl, she was like 18, maybe 19. I don't even know exactly would have to ask her. Um, you know, when she became a single mom with a two-year-old and it's just how unbelievably scary that must be. I don't know. I, I don't remember it, but I'm sure it was incredibly scary. So we're looking to help moms that are in this situation. And it's not always, you know, obviously we want to help people who are escaping situations, abusive relationships and things like that, which was, you know, the case with my mom, but that's not always the reason why you find yourself as a single mom. Um, you know, we've had some unfortunate situations in the mom nation group over the last couple of years where, um, you know, moms have lost their spouses unexpectedly. And so there's that too. Right. 
It's a lot of situations. But anyway, so today we're talking about multiples. So Jenny's a mom of multiple. I think she wins um, on the call today. Us. I think she has the most children of us combined. Even. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so Sherry and Jenny are both moms of multiples. And my situation is a little bit different. As you guys know, I am a one and done. I only have one kiddo. Um, but I am the sibling of, um, I, I have large age gaps anyways in my siblings on both sides. So my dad has another child. My mom has another child. And there is a 10-year age gap between my brother and I and a 20-year age gap between my sister and I. So we're going to talk about that last. Um, but Jenny, tell us, fill us in. Tell us a little bit about you. Um, what's, you know, the ages of your kids, how that all happened, that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, I have five kids for those of you that don't know yet. Um, my oldest is 22. And then my son is 19. So I had those two and I thought I was all done having kids, had my boy and my girl and I was all set. And then I got divorced and I got remarried and my husband wanted more kids. So we had our daughter, Ilana, and she is 13. So again, we were done and now I've got three kids, we're good. And then came Ava. <laughs> So I had Alana who's 13, Ava is now eight. So Alana was in kindergarten when Ava came along. And then when Ava was about eight months old, I found out I was pregnant again. So I have Ella who is now six. So we go 18, 19, 13, and then down to eight and six. So there's a five and a half year gap between Ava and Alana. So that was fun. <laughs> And then in another year, Jenny's going to be like, whoops, have another one, pregnant again. No, just kidding. Exactly. I'm not wishing that like, on you. <laughs> no, don't even, it's not happening anymore. No, but you know. When, no jokes about that. <laughs> exactly. Stop it. It's not funny. <laughs> and I was with Ava ha having her, you know, so young and then found out I was pregnant. It was almost not even that hard because I already had all the baby stuff and I was blessed to have another girl. So we had all the clothes. I cloth diapers. So I had all the diapers to pass on to her. So it was actually really easy going from that four to five um, kid count. But yeah, <laughs> the gaps though, that was the hard part because you think you're done and you get out of that baby mindset and then you have to start all over again. And it's amazing how much changes, you know, in those five years, just the way even the doctors suggest you raise your kids and the, the um, toys and the, you know, things that they have, the strollers are totally different. So things change. So it's kind of like you learn to parent all over again with each phase yeah, of kids. Like, like you're a clueless new mom all over again, even though you're really not. That's going to be a strange spot to be in because on the one hand, you're feeling like, hey, I got this. I've got right. two of them. And, you know, I kept them alive all these years. Look. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then they tell you you're doing it all wrong. And, and, and yes, and then also bring in social media who really tells you you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're experienced and you're the one that people look to for advice and you're giving what advice you think is, is right, is good. And then you find out, wait, you're not supposed to start feeding solids at three, four months old anymore. And now you, you know, people would jump all over you because that's very highly frowned upon. So just so much changes and and yeah 
Right. Now you're getting judged for it by people you don't even know potentially. So that's an interesting dynamic going from having your first two. And I'm assuming that way back then (laughs) (laughs) there wasn't like, you know, social media as we know it. Right. Right. Yeah. No, not at all. You were really on your own. Like I had the books. What was that? Like what to expect your first year or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I had those books and that was what you had to go on. That was it. So then with Alana, now everybody, I'm really good with her kids' names because I've known her for like four or five years. It took me about that long to learn everyone and to know who's who's. Um, with Alana now, so she's, what's the gap between Aaron and Alana again? So Aaron's 19 and Alana's 13. So they're, um, well, they're about five and a half years. So five and a half years between Aaron and Alana and then five and a half years from Alana to Ava. So the social media thing and your ability to access information and you know obtain resources and that kind of really you probably watched quite a progression from first kid to fifth kid totally different yeah it, it and it was a slow progression because at least with Alana you had internet so if you know I had a question on something I could at least google it and, and get answers right. but what a difference from Alana to Ava where you know my sleepless nights up and rocking her, I had social media, but like that, that was a huge difference. Whereas Alana, you still didn't have that. You're still kind of on your own and isolated, you know, you're home and you're up late and you're tired. Yeah, I could go on Google and look something up, but you didn't have social media and that, that was game changing. And probably like, I'm sure there's advantages and disadvantages, but on the advantageous side with having, cause now you've got kids in high school, and then you've got one that's just beginning school and now you have a baby. So before Ellie, mm-hmm. so where are you getting your social time and like your being you time? You right. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It, honestly, it was um, kind of a lifesaver in a way because you do get so isolated. And I was one that it didn't really struggle with postpartum depression bad, but I still had it a little bit, you know, I got those blues. Um, and especially after Alana, I stayed home. Well, actually I only stayed home with her for two weeks and I had to go back into work. So the girl who was covering for me didn't work out. And so my boss was like, bring the baby. I don't care. Just come back in. So <laughs> it was great because I got to socialize, but I also didn't really get that time to rest and just bond with her. Um, so I was struggling in a different way. Um, but you, when you're home alone and you, you miss out on seeing friends and maybe you don't have friends, maybe you're like me and you relocated here from somewhere else and you don't really have friends and family here, which was, was my case. I didn't have, you know, somebody to come and sit with me and hang out at home or help me out with the kids. I was on my own. So yeah. it was really hard and I struggled. But now with Ava and Ella, I had social media so I could stay in contact with friends um, you know, even just scrolling mindlessly and seeing other people, you kind of feel um, more connected um, and not so isolated. So it's a big help. Right, right. I can imagine. So, okay. So take us back. So you have your daughter and your son, your first and your second. Now you get remarried, all that jazz. And he's like, okay, now I want to have a baby. So how did you feel? Were you like, yeah, let's do it. Or were you like, let's think about this? You know, honestly, I 
think when we first started dating and I knew that he wanted to have kids, it was kind of like, well, we'll just see when that time comes. But I remember there being a time when it was like my clock was ticking. I wanted another baby so badly. Like I would see people with babies and I was like, just, I just want to hold your baby. Give me your baby. So <laughs> You'd be I, that weird lady. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was ready. I wanted, I wanted to have her so badly and I wanted a little girl and like had everything else set in my mind. So I was just so excited. I, th- I feel like Alana was my hardest pregnancy because I was so anxious to have her. Um, oh. You know, it was like that those nine months lasted forever because I just was ready to have her already. So um, I was really excited. And we were going to have our one kid and, you know, be done. (laughs) So no feelings of, oh my gosh, how is this going to fit into, you know, the kids' lives? Like, how is this going to, like, what's the dynamic here bringing a third sibling into the mix that's so much younger? Like, did, did any of that come up for you? You know, a little bit just in the fact that my um, son was in kindergarten. So I finally had gotten um, daycare out of the way. I had no more expenses. I was able to work and I had a job that I loved. So I was focusing on me for the first time um, and not having to, you know, oh, I got to get my kid to daycare. It's just a whole different dynamic when you're dealing with that. And so it was finally at that next phase that, you know, I had looked forward to for so long. So on that part, it was um, a little scary to then jump back into having a, a child again. And I didn't quite know whether when I have her, do I want to continue working do I quit my job? What do I do? Because I really liked my job. So, you know, it was kind of torn. But on the other hand, um, we were more financially stable. So I wasn't so worried. You know, we're in a place to where if I didn't want to work, I didn't have to work. So that was nice. Um, and honestly, I think Joss and Aaron were really excited. You know, they, Joss and Aaron are about three and a half years apart. So Jocelyn was excited. She got to have that little sister that she would get to help take care of. And, you know, they think it's fun at that age. She was like nine, 10. So for her, it was fun. You know, she was looking forward to it. So um, they were excited. So I don't think I had really too many worries on that part of it. So when she came, when she arrived, did that excitement stay or did that change things? Yeah, I think you know, it got real, really fast. <laughs> this thing yeah. cries a lot. And, and, you know, our bedrooms are kind of all close together. So she'd be crying and they were up, they were tired in the morning when they had to get up and go to school because there'd be a baby crying all night. So it got real, really fast. Um, and then, like I said, I went back to work when she was two weeks old. So we got right back into, you know, we got to just move. You got to go to school. I got to get her um, ready and go to work. So there wasn't a lot of downtime. And I feel like we just kind of jumped into our new routine. Um, there was not, you know, that long maternity leave and stay at home period where then we had to phase back into work. It was just right back into our routine. And I feel like we just kind of kept moving. So that's awesome. So fast forward now and, you know, throwing two more into the mix, because, you know, why not? Uh, Let's have a party over here at the Cohen residence. How has that changed throughout the years in terms of the the three older ones now kind of getting older? Are they pitching in? Are they still loving having the younger siblings? Like how is, did did that continue or did things change? Were they like, no, forget this. Like I'm going to the movies. Right. You know, I think 
um, especially for Jocelyn, she is really close to her younger sisters, even more than she is like to Alana. Alana's right in the middle. So there, she was still, they're close enough to where they got it on each other's nerves. <laughs> Whereas Jocelyn to Ava and Ella, you know, she was, she was in high school. So they're her baby sisters. She adores them. She comes and cause she's not in the house anymore. So she'll pick them up and take them to the zoo or take them, you know, to ice, ice cream dates. Like she adores her little sisters and they, um, the little girls will get up and be like, you know, I'm doing something cute. Take a picture and send it to Jossie's. They love their relationship is so it's such a special bond that they have. Um, so she definitely helped out a lot. And I have pictures of Jocelyn sleeping with one of the little sisters there with her because I would be busy with it was probably Ava with Jocelyn because I would be busy with Ella. Um, so they were a huge help. Um, and Aaron actually did his sixth grade year or seventh grade year. He did um, like an online school at home. And I had Ella who was like newly born. So that was a huge help. I have pictures of him. He'd be with his laptop doing school and he's holding Ellie so that I could like go take a shower and, you know, try to actually be a human again. So their relationship is really special um, and unique, not something that you would typically have with siblings that are closer in age. Yeah, I definitely love that part about it. Um, anything else about that whole dynamic and how things have changed or stayed the same any any other thing float to your top of mind about that well you know the biggest thing that is the game changer is i had built-in babysitters <laughs> with my younger ones um because that you can trust <laughs> exactly before i would be like well i would love to go you know to dinner but then i got to bring these kids or i got to find a sitter and you know that's just hard it's really hard to do especially when you're here and i have my my husband's family but you know, I don't have a ton of family here, so it's not like I can just be like, oh, go, go stay at grandma's house and we're going to go do stuff. So um, with the older kids, we really didn't do much without them. We just, whatever we did had to be kid friendly because we were bringing them along. So now fast forward to the younger two and I've got Jocelyn and Aaron who were in high school, um, in middle school at that time. So we could leave them and we could go have dinner. We could go do things. Um, and now Jocelyn's out of the house, but last year Phil and I went to Cabo for a week and I had Jocelyn come stay at the house with them. The little girls were so excited because they um, had their big sister staying with them. It was like this big slumber party that lasted for a week. They were like almost <laughs> bummed when we came home, like, man, we gotta go back to reality. <laughs> gonna eat vegetables again. <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, it's that little added benefit that probably people don't think about, but it's been so much easier and it's almost funny to me when I hear other people say like, Oh yeah, we can't, we don't have a sitter. So we can't go out. I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot about people need sitters. I forgot that that's a thing because it's right. just been so many years now where we can kind of do whatever we want because we always have the older siblings around. <laughs> and you just want to say, well, why didn't you have a kid before them? Like <laughs> yeah. you your problems, plan that very well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Awesome. All right. So, Sherry. Hey. So Sherry doesn't have quite as many kids as Jenny. We, we give Jenny the gold star for the day. She wins the award. Yes. <laughs> All right, Sherry. So Sherry actually has an interesting situation too, because like Jenny, you have an age gap. You have three, you have an age gap. We're going to hear about that. But like me, you have an age gap with your own sibling too. Yes. Yep. Eight years between my sister and I. Um, and so I think that kind of set the tone, right? Like 
for me as a mom, I knew the difference that would be the different dynamic that the siblings would have with a larger age gap because um, my kids, I have three children. My oldest is about to turn 14 in like a month and a week. Um, so that's terrifying. I'm, (laughs) I'm so old that I have a 14 year old. Um, and then I have a 10 year old, so not a huge age gap. They're about three and a half years apart. And then I have my one year old who's almost two. So a huge age gap there, especially for my oldest, you know, it was about 13 years. Um, she was almost 13. So, um, A lot of things that Jenny said really resonated with me, Um, you know, specifically the feeling like you're new at something, even though you've done this before. Um, When I had Rory, my youngest, like I said, my oldest was 13. And so 13 years ago, there wasn't cloth diapers. Not that I, I mean, obviously there was from the olden days, right? Right. Right. But not the like, not the cute hip ones that everybody knows about now. I'm cloth diapering my third, but if you would have told me at 20 years old that I'd be touching somebody's crap and washing it, no. <laughs> I had another I care baby. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm like, oh my God, where has cloth diapering been my whole life, you know? So that part is funny to me, some of those things. But even um, like the medical side, right? When I had Ariana almost 14 years ago at a naval hospital when I was in the Navy, they were like, hey, put alcohol on her on her belly button, on her cord, you know, dry it up, it'll fall off. That's not a thing anymore. You, you don't, right. you just leave it. So, I mean, it could be something as simple as that or, you know, the big thing. I was uh, a single mom when I had Ariana, but I had a lot of Hispanic friends and like pseudo parents and so Ariana was eating rice and beans at like three months old, you know, <laughs> and that is not acceptable today. So it's just, it's interesting to see all of those sides, you know? So who knows? I mean, I don't think I was in a car seat when I went home, but then my sister had to have a car seat, you know, just big things like that. Um, and I remember when my sister came home from the hospital, like, I was so mad that my parents didn't take me because I kept telling them, take me, wake me up, take me to the hospital if I'm sleeping. They didn't. I woke up. I was furious. I was so mad. Anyway, she comes home and it's like the love of my life, this glowing baby. It's my baby. You know, I'm eight. And then like two weeks later, I'm like, okay, I'm done with this thing. It's, she slept in my room. So I, my parents' room was right across the hall from me. We had a really small upstairs. It was just that small space. And I remember waking up every night and I'm like, oh no, this isn't going to work. You guys got to take her back now. (laughs) So it's funny that Jenny had mentioned that too. Um, That's a big thing though, because I mean, well, my kid's only six, you were eight, but I don't know how much it changes. You, You ladies tell me you have kids that are older. They need like 10, 12 hours of sleep. Like they're not built like a mama that just had a baby. You know what I mean? Right. So that had to have been impacting you. And do you remember if it was enough of an impact to like, you know, for school and, and, and for you to start? It was? Well, I mean, she was born in summer, so I wasn't in school initially. Oh, okay. um, but I mean, obviously then the next year I'm in school and I have this like little thing in my room. Um, so yeah, I just, I remember waking up and at first I would be like, oh, I can help. But then I remember being like, 
ugh, can you just get her out of here? You know, like that whole attitude change. So how did that change as things progressed? Because eight um, years is a funky kind of age gap. I mean, I've got 10 with my brother and I don't even feel like I know the guy. Like, it's just, it's a so, funky. Yeah. I mean, that's really hard. I mean, me and my sister are almost a decade apart, right? So mm -hmm. I joined the Navy and I left home at, you know, between 17, 18 years old and, you know, she was still home and young. And so at that point, um, it was kind of cute because she was like looking up to me as kind of like my, her hero, you know, because I was in the military. And so she kind of used to tell all of her friends, like my sister's in the Navy. And so that was really cool to be somebody's mentor kind of that she was looking up to. Right. Um, but there's also some hard parts where, you know, she's a lot different than I am. And so she fell into kind of the wrong groups and things. Um, I was always a goody goody. And so of course, regardless of your age gaps, your kids are very different. They have their own personalities. And so I don't know if this is an age gap thing or not, but we're just so different. You know, she went into the party mode and, and drugs and things like that. Whereas here I am, I'm starting a family. I have a kid, I'm a single mom. I'm working three jobs and going to school. And I, I tried to, you know, really keep that connection strong. I had my sister move into Arizona, my house with me, mm -hmm. try to get her away from that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, you just, it, I can't bring it around my kids. So oh, uh, even to this day, it's just really hard because she's just in a different mentality and a level, you know? Do you have any, and, and I genuinely don't know this answer. Do you have any like remorse from back at that time? Like, gee, maybe I shouldn't have left her. Like, do you have any sort of yeah, feeling yeah. of responsibility mm -hmm. to her? Like, of course, my, my mom and I don't have a relationship anymore. So, um, I do feel bad, especially when I got out of the Navy and I was a single mom, I first went back to my parents' house. Um, you know, and I saw a lot of things that I didn't agree with at all. And my mom's bipolar, schizophrenic, diagnosed. And so I saw some of the things that my sister was still enduring, um, you know, and it, I think that me leaving her, you know, just, it left her alone to deal with it on her own. But yeah. I think for me, like I was to the point where I had to get away from it too, you know? Um, and I wasn't, you know, I joined the Navy at 17. There was no way I could help her or take her with me, you know? And at that point things were different. Like I grew up getting the belt. That's not a thing anymore either. So just right. like we're talking about the age gaps, like things change so differently, you know, over the they years. Do. Totally. And I feel like being, I'm the oldest and I feel like with having such an age gap between my siblings and I, I almost have this natural responsibility. Like I don't, I don't feel obligated. I don't feel like somebody's telling me I need to, but I almost, I'm almost naturally maternal yeah. to, to her, especially because I don't really know my brother that much, but um, to my sister that's 20 years younger than me, you almost feel like not necessarily second mom. I know I'd never take the place of her mom, not that I want to, but you just feel like that added responsibility. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like when she, when I see her hurt or fail or, you know, fall down in life. Yeah. I know that some of it's her choices. Right. 
she is an adult now, but I also, I take it personally because I left her alone in that situation. And so maybe it could have been different. You know, I think this is just how she reacts to life, you know, what happened. So do you think in some ways it prepared you for having children, having such an age gap? A hundred percent because there became a point in time when that manic depressive stage came over my mom. And so I had to be the acting mom. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So like I had to jump into that role a lot sooner, um, you know, and so of course it prepared me for my kids as well, you know, but I also think that huge situation and that part of my life uh, sculpted me and how I'm a mom now too, to my kids. So I know exactly who I don't want to be and I know exactly what I don't want to turn into. Um, and so that, I mean, that's with me every day for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. So, all right. So that's sister. Let's go to yes. kids now. So your early twenties when you had them both basically, right. You had them yeah. both before you were 25. Yeah. Um, and then new spouse yeah. comes into so the I got divorced and kind of like Jenny said though, like I got divorced and I was dealing with daycare and all of that and then remarried. And then all of a sudden the kids are both in school full time. Like Peyton's getting older, you know, and cause she's 10, she'll be 11 this year. So she was like nine, you know, barely nine when I was having Rory. So we're already at the point where, Hey, if we need, if I need to run to the store, if I need to go to the gym. Like I can do this all during the day when they're at school. I don't need a daycare sitter. Like I don't need a babysitter. Um, me and Vinny could go to dinner. Like Jenny said, like it was, and this is crazy because me and my wife got married when I had kids. So we had never done the whole dating thing where it's just us. Right. So being able to go to dinner without kids was huge. And then all of a sudden we decided to have a kid. So yes, but Rory was definitely planned. It took years and years to get to the point where we could have her, obviously, um, since we needed a little help. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the, when we told the kids that we were finally pregnant, we, my wife was in Korea and we decided to get a little cookie that said, congratulations, your big sisters, plural. And I had two phones. I had my work phone and my personal phone. So I'm recording it, but I'm also FaceTiming with my wife so she could see it. And so we bring it out and they read it and they don't get it at first. They were like, yeah, we're sisters. What? But then (laughs) I, you see them like in the video, you can see it click where it's like sisters and Peyton just started bawling her eyes out. And then Ariana was screaming. It was so funny guys. So So yeah, exciting to see and they love they adore her um you know like Jenny said built-in babysitters that's really nice like my oldest I don't know who she is but she's like hey does Rory need a diaper change and I'm like who are you so (laughs) as a parent like so much easier to have a kid now and I thought hey I'm super old now it's gonna be a lot harder but it's a lot easier because I have all this help right like all these built-in hands like Hey, do you need a diaper? Do you need wipes? What do you need, mom? Um, so that's really, really crazy because at 20, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Where's the diaper? You know, like, where's totally the person different. now? 
totally different <laughs> dynamic. Exactly. So I know that it, it took you a little while for, for Rory to come along and stuff. So during that time, like how were your emotions and how were your thoughts? Were you full on, no, we're doing this. We're having a baby. It's cool. Everybody's going to be excited. Everyone's going to love it. Or were there moments of, geez, I'm not really sure what this is going to do to the girls or our family or our freedom or our, you know, our situation. Cause you guys being military, it's not like, you know, you stay put very often um, for a very yeah. long period of time, I should say. Yeah. So kind of like Jenny, like I never wanted another kid again after the two, I was done and I was again, a single mom. So I never thought I would have another kid after those two. Here comes my wife, we get married. Um, and it definitely was like a lot of talking in the beginning. Like, do we want another kid? Do we not, you know, it's not, the same, like I want a mini you, right? It's not exactly right. the same because that's not a, that's not happening in this case. Right. Um, but my wife had never gone through the baby stage through pregnancy. And so she did want to, and I wanted to be able to share that with her because it's such an amazing time, right? Even if you have the hardest pregnancies and you're throwing up every single day for the first five months, like I was with my second, like, it's still something that you can't ever imagine unless you go through it. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of became my thing is like, I wanted to experience all of those things with her. And I know how much it can impact your relationship when this little baby, right? Your spouse loves this little baby that you guys created or whatever you want to call it, but loves that baby so much. Like you now love your spouse so much more than you ever thought you could. Yeah. And I wanted all of those things with her. Um, and so we talked about it and, you know, it wasn't right away, but we decided, Hey, that I'm not getting any younger. Neither are the kids. So now would be a good time. The older kids had always asked for a sibling. They always wanted somebody else to play with. And so, um, I didn't think that they would have an issue with it or anything. Um, you know, they're half sisters anyway. And so, I don't, I didn't think that that would be an issue. Um, but then as we started trying, that's kind of where, like, we were so committed. We wanted this so bad, like Jenny said, and I was just super anxious to get pregnant and then to meet our little baby. Um, but we, it took a long time and we had a couple of miscarriages and that was really hard. My wife at one point, she had just gotten to Korea and we had another miscarriage and she was like, you know what? Like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore because she wasn't here with me and she didn't want me going through that alone. You know, it was just too hard for her. So then I was like stuck. I'm like, crap, do I keep going? Like, does she really mean this? You know, and you're FaceTiming these tough conversations. And so it's just different. And I asked him, I remember sitting down with my two best friends in Arizona and I asked them, I said, so the donor, like, am I supposed to meet the donor one more time and do this or not? Like, well, I don't know what to do. Um, and they told me, no, she still wants a baby. Like that part didn't change. She just doesn't want you to be going through a miscarriage on your own and struggling with all of that, you know, and mm -hmm. she just feels like she can't help you. So one last time I was like, that's it. I'm one last time. And that last time it took. 
Oh, and then we have Rory. Yes, and then we have Rory. So. And so things haven't really changed as far as the girls are concerned. Like they were always on board and they're totally stoked because you said they asked for this, so. They did. And it's funny because I do try, like even though they're helping hands, right? I'm working from home full time. They're in school right now virtually. So I'm chasing after a toddler trying to work too. So that's definitely difficult. Um, and sometimes I'll have to be like, hey, can you guys take her out to the trampoline for like 15, 20 minutes so I can do this application or whatever. And, you know, obviously if they're not on a call, yes, a hundred percent, they're always willing. Um, or they'll come up and see me struggling and they're like, Hey mom, do you want me to, you know, do you need me to make you coffee? Like, do you need anything? And so that part's just so amazing. You know, like I am very lucky that I have my girls. Um, and they still love her. So we haven't crossed over to that. Oh my God, you're annoying. With the two of them being three and a half years apart, like my older two, they fight constantly. Yeah. So <laughs> honestly, no. for me, the age gap's better, right? Like I'm going to have mm -hmm. all the kids eight years, 10 years, nine years apart um, in the future if I ever have to make these decisions again, because at least you don't have that sibling rivalry. Like don't talk to my friends. You know, this is my friend, not your friend or those are my clothes, not your clothes. And I hear that all day, every day where mom, she looked at me and that's not a thing when it comes to 13 and two, you know? So, so your advice is if you had to do it all over again, do yeah, all of them with eight years gap. apart or 10 years apart, we're good. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, I think it's, it's, something that you should think about as far as like what's going to work best for your family but i know in mom nation we have seen moms that are like hey my kid's seven eight nine and like we want to have a baby again or i'm having baby fever and so i would just say don't let age gaps scare you or intimidate you you know yeah there is a learning curve because things have changed um but if you want to add a new baby to your family do it you know, for whatever the reason is, if that is something that works for your family, I encourage you. I totally agree. I don't think I've talked to any family with large age gaps that doesn't have an appreciation of that age gap or some sort of silver lining or some sort of advantage that has come out of it and some sort of appreciation for it, um, you know, my situation included. So do, how do you think this is going to play out? Like, do you think they're going to remain close forever? The, like the the two older ones obviously they're close in age that's not what I mean but like remain close relationship wise you see yeah. it playing out like that um yeah I can definitely see like Jenny talked about Joss um you know coming and picking up the little girls like I can see ugh, I can see Ariana driving around and be like mom can we take Rory um we don't want to think about her driving right now right that terrifies me, but I can see that being something that they want to do, you know, like, or even, oh God, my older girls are obsessed with makeup, you know, and skincare. And so I just started recently painting Rory's toenails with the piggy paint. And so they're like, mom, can I paint her nails? Can I do it? And I'm just like, okay, calm down. But I can just see like them wanting to do all of that kind of stuff with her or take her out. Um, they even take her out on walks and stuff now. Can we take her to the mailbox with us? So I think that will continue. Um, you know, and I know Rory loves them. It's so funny. We'll wake up in the morning and 
first thing she says, Airy doll, Pepe. And so, Aww. yeah, she, she asks her them and it's so cute. Um, and it's, I mean, she's not even two yet and she's just so smitten with them. And, you know, when she hugs them, it's just the cutest little thing ever. Do you both, both of you, do you guys feel like what we talked about with Sherry, how um, having a younger sister, you kind of feel like you're almost in that parental role. Do you see your olders looking at the youngers like that? And Jenny specifically, I mean, your oldest, so Jenny's a grandma for those that don't know. She just keeps taking the gold stars all day, every day here, um, kicking our asses all over the place. Um, so do you feel like, the little girls kind of prep Josh, uh, Josh, it's not a boy, it's Joss, <laughs> I can't talk today, um, prepped her a little bit more, um, got her a little more ready than maybe other moms, because she's pretty young when she had him. Yeah, yeah, totally, and what's funny is Joss's, um, well now ex-boyfriend, but he has four siblings as well, um, they're not as young as Jocelyn's siblings were, but so he was kind of trained with that too. He was used to always having, you know, kids around and just like that chaos, you know, it's a little bit different when there's a big family. Um, so the little girls definitely trained her. And in fact, her first um, real job, and she's actually still with them now, was with um, a preschool. And so when she went in an interview, she was like, I have younger siblings. I'm used to babysitting and playing in that role. So, I mean, they naturally hired her because she was already trained. Um, so <laughs> real life just, training. Exactly. Yeah. It's just always been a part of her life and kind of who she is. And, and honestly, I, she, she's going to school for something different, but I see her being a teacher. I see her going into that role because it's just who she's always been. She's always been that kind of motherly um, figure to even to Alana, who, you know, isn't quite as much of an age difference, but um, she's definitely, even with Alana, you know, she'll tell me like, hey, Alana's doing this on Instagram, you need to watch her, or, um, you know, the, the little sister, she'll have talk with them, like, you need to make sure you're brushing your teeth, you know, you, or help out mom around the house, she's got a lot going on, you need to help her out, and you can fold your own clothes, you don't need mom to do that for you, so she definitely steps in and has that little, she's the sister, so she can have that talk, and they might take it differently coming from her versus coming from me. So yeah, definitely. Okay. She's got that. It's a different role. You know, you're not the mom, you're a sister, but it's different than just a sister. You know, she's, she's a, has her own unique little place for them. Right. But like you both said, it's almost like when you're that much older as a sibling, like your younger siblings kind of put you on a pedestal. Like you're this mm -hmm. rock star hero. You can't do anything wrong. They want to be just like you. So obviously coming to them and being like, hey, yo, go help out mom a little bit or, you know, quit being a jerk and stuff like <laughs> that. Um, obviously they're going to, they're going to take that in a little bit differently than when it's constantly coming from mom or dad, right? Yeah, it's received exactly. a lot differently when it's someone you look up to versus, you know, mom just nagging at me. <laughs> it comes across a lot differently. Exactly, exactly. So same, same thing for me. Um, I feel a massive responsibility, actually. Very natural. Again, nobody told me I needed to, but my, my situation um, is my parents only have me, so I'm an only child of, of those two. Um, they got divorced real young, married real young, like, all the wrong reasons, like all the stuff, you know, um, got divorced. And then my dad remarried fairly quickly, if I remember right. Um, and 
Well, I guess not. I had my, my brother about eight years later. So they divorced when I was two. Brother was born when I was 10 and um, had an interesting childhood. But I, I kind of lived with mom and dad sort of back and forth a little bit. Um, uh, not necessarily, uh, I wouldn't call going over for the weekend as living with that parent, I actually was like permanent residence with one parent and then went over for the weekend to the other and then kind of flip-flopped. So um, during that time when my brother was born, I was actually living with my dad. So when his wife was pregnant, I got to experience that. And I was, I was young, you know, I was nine. Um, I was actually nine and turned 10 about three weeks later. And I was that little sister that can I get you a diaper? Oh my gosh, can I hold the baby? Oh my gosh, I love him so much. And I was, he didn't cry too much for me. He wasn't in my room though, Cher. So (laughs) I gave the kid a break. Um, And then my dad ended up uh, splitting with his mom and I went back with my mom. So then I really didn't spend a whole lot of time. His name's Zach. And really spend a whole lot of time with Zach. Um, And honestly, with that age gap, I mean, when he was, you know, five, I was 15. So I was doing other stuff. I wasn't necessarily interested in hanging out with my little five-year-old brother. I didn't care. You know right. what I mean? And so that was a weird-ish kind of dynamic. But then the second one came along. And so this is my mom's daughter, is the one that's 20 years younger than me. And I was just graduated high school when my mom got pregnant. So I wasn't even in high school anymore. Um, and I've got this pregnant mom and I've not dealt with a pregnant person in my house for a while. Um, I actually can't even say in my house cause I wasn't even living with her at the time. I was, I was out on my own. And so it was very exciting for me. I was like, yeah, heck yeah. Like I'm so excited for you to, for there to be a baby around. Um, and so there's another child in the mix. So told you my, my childhood is crazy. So my sister's dad, the 20 year old gap sister, she has a sister from that same dad. So it's not my sister, it's my stepsister, but it's his daughter that's 10 years older than her. So there is actually a 10 year mark here. Um, Yeah, but it wasn't my mom's child. So she came into, you know, the relationship along with uh, my mom's ex-husband when he came. And when I met her, she was about four years old. And that dynamic was interesting when Brooke was born. So Brooke's the one that's 20 years younger than me. So when Brooke was born, Alyssa was 10 and I was 20. And Alyssa was that 10 year old, always doting over the baby, wants to do everything, want to feed her, want to do this, want to do that. Well, sister walks through the door and you y'all know how I am. I'm like, step aside, baby's mine. I don't even give a shit who's holding this kid. You know what I mean? Like I'm here and I only have X amount of time to spend with this kid and this is what I'm doing. And so there was issue, like I look back at it and I'm thinking, you were 20 years old. How did you have issue with a 10 year old kid? But there was <laughs> issue with a 10 year old and me because she was like, heck no, I'm the big sister. And you know, so there was this kind of struggle, which was weird. Um, what was cool though, and, and how I, I feel like Brooke and I are bonded. We got quite close back in those days because when she was born, my mom was still singing 
And so, well, my mom is still, still singing. So <laughs> she was singing back then too. And so she was like, had baby boom back in her stage pants on stage. Like she wasted zero time. You guys know my mom. Um, and I w had that responsibility. I felt like, no, this is like my baby. Yeah. I know you had her, but you know, she's really <laughs> mine. Um, and I didn't want anybody watching her. So I'm 20, 21. And I'm not doing the normal 20, 21 year old girl stuff on the weekends because I would much rather have the baby. And that's what I did. And it was great guys, because I feel like it gave me a huge, um, first of all, it was great birth control. <laughs> I was just going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, you know, I didn't have my son till I was 35 and that's the reason. Yeah. Because. Like there was no way that I under, I understood the impact, even though I probably didn't fully understand it. I understood it enough that I was like, yeah, maybe we're going to wait a little while on this. <laughs> um, but she, she taught me how to care for a baby. She taught me about the schedule. She was colicky. So she like cried her ass off all the time. <laughs> and it's funny because once I had Jax, I was like, oh my gosh, this baby's so good. This baby doesn't <laughs> do anything. So <laughs> She kind of broke me in. Um, I'm not saying you were a bad baby, Brooke, but my baby was better than you. Anyway, <laughs> but it, it was it was really cool, and it was really helpful for me and a great learning experience, and we bonded, and we got real close. Um, I do feel like I have that sort of parental thing over her. Um, but then here's here's like the weird thing that I've started to discover, and I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm in my 40s now, and I don't know, maybe your kids will start to, to discover this at some point. But when she was born, I was already like 20 years into my life. I already had a personality. I already had um, you know, things that I had succeeded in. I'd already graduated high school. I was already in college. Like, Think about coming into that that's big shoes to fill for a little kid. Right. You know what I mean? Now, fast forward 20 years later, she's just, just became an adult, really. She's just, again, being born into this world, right? And totally fresh, totally wet behind the ears. And here, 20 year old later sister is with a banging career and, and, you know, an awesome family and like all of this stuff that I've accomplished. And I haven't had this conversation with her. So I kind of hope she listens to this podcast because it's a great pre uh, you know, kind of precursor into having this conversation because I'm just curious, like, do you feel like you have to live up to my almost legacy? I don't know. Like, what do you guys think about that? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, she definitely has some big shoes to fill, you know, if she's, if she feels that pressure, you know, to be as successful as you are. And I know that she, um, she's at that age where you know, she kind of gets to decide what path is she going to go down? What, um, you know, what career choices does she make and, and what life does she live? And I know that she just recently moved here to Arizona. So you guys get to be closer and spend more time together. So do you feel like you, know, you still have that close relationship with her now that you did? I, there was some time apart because you were here and she was back in New Hampshire. So um, how is your relationship now? It, it, it's good. I'm not going to say it's the same as it was because I'm almost, and this is really a conversation I need to have with her, to be honest. 
but I almost feel like what I just kind of just described, like she's feeling that. Like, yeah. do I have to live up to what you do? Because that's what you do really isn't my bag. What right. you do, I'm not really into. And so I kind of feel like there's almost this, she's pulling away from me. Like there's this, this like, I don't want to, I don't know if mistrust is the right thing to say. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's almost like, I don't really want to tell you anything about my life. I don't want to even be around you, to be honest. Like she, she avoids me and it's really, really sad. And I'm like, maybe it's because I feel kind of like that parental role. Maybe I've been too bold. Maybe I've been too overbearing. Maybe I've been too, because I don't, like you with Rose Share, like I don't want to see her go down the wrong path. But like, who the hell am I to, to decide? Obviously drugs isn't the right path, but who the hell am right. I to decide what the right path is for her? Well, and I think that that's a hard line to walk to, right? Because we're not the parent, but sometimes we know, hey, that's, that's a terrible decision. And so maybe they take it as, listen, I already have a parent. I don't want another one. So I know for a while my sister stopped telling me stuff too, because I would call her on her crap and I would be like, no, that's, that's not acceptable behavior, you know, whatever. And so she was looking for more of a friend at that point. And maybe, maybe that's just what Brooke needs. And I also think 20 and that age group is really hard anyways, because you're trying to figure out your life. Um, I think that her having this big shoes to fill, yeah, that can be intimidating, but I also think that it could be a huge resource, right? Even if she doesn't want to be a real estate mogul and like extraordinaire, that's okay. But, you know, she's starting this, she has some great creativity, which is, you know, kind of all throughout your entire family, whether, even if her stuff isn't music, I mean, she's so creative and she's so talented already. She could really hone those skills and use you with your connections to continue growing that love and passion that she has for videography or whatever she might do. Um, and so I think that just kind of transitioning that relationship and letting her know, Hey, listen, I am going to call you on your crap because I love you and I don't want to see you make the wrong decisions. But also as the older sisters, sometimes recognizing like, Hey, we made some bad choices right? When we were growing up and getting our lives together. And right. so of course they're going to, too. Um, and still just trying to be an open door for them. Um, you know, I know sometimes my sister feels like I judge her and that's not what I want to do. I just don't want to see her and, you know, in pain or end up hurt. So just maybe I think I need to have a conversation with my sister too, and, and open up and kind of share those things with her also. And so she knows where I'm coming from, you know? Yeah. I mean, think what you said, like hits the nail on the head. Think about being 20 years old. Like she, my Brooke, my sister missed that part of my life. She was a year old, two years old, three years old. She's not going to know what struggles I went through. She's not going to know all the times I did fall on my face, all the time I did do shit I shouldn't have done, and all the times I did get in trouble. And she just sees the end result. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's got to be difficult to be in that situation. And I don't know. I mean, parents are parents. Like, I'm sure we're all proud of each and every one of our kids for, you know, one thing or another. And I'm sure the same holds true for my mom. And I'm sure my mom is proud of me for things. And I'm sure she talks about that. I mean, I don't know what conversations like in their house, but 
is that being kind of misunderstood by Brooke in a way, because uh, she's so young, she's 20 and probably doesn't understand, well, hey, that's, that's my mom's daughter too. She is allowed to feel these proud feelings. She's allowed to, you know, admire what her child has done with her life, well, but not feel judged herself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I imagine she may feel a little resentful, like, hey, you know, um, look at me, <laughs> you know, right. she, she sees you being successful, but hey, you know, look at these things that I'm working on accomplishing. Um, and I get that that's hard. And also Brooke has a much more, I don't know what the right word is, passive personality compared to you, whereas you're you're a go-getter. And I think Brooke is much more laid back. Um, and so that's probably hard too, because where you are super driven, you see your goal, you know you want it and you you accomplish that. You know, she has just a different personality. And so achieving those goals may, may, it might happen a little bit on a slower pace than what you do. And so, you know, that's gotta be hard for her too, where, you know, on one hand, she needs to be given the space to do things on her own terms. But on the other hand, she has this great example that she could look up to and maybe um, let you take the lead a little bit and, sh you know, follow in your footsteps in some way, because what you've done has worked um, and you yeah. have some great advice. and you know, that's just hard. She could look at you like a big sister and take your advice and not feel threatened by that. I don't think either of you expect her to be you. Um, there's right. no expectation yeah. that. But, you know, also I'm curious because I'm sure your mom has grown up a lot as she raised you. She's grown up. And so she probably parents Brooke a little bit differently. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I'm sure that that also plays a role. And I would imagine it's also hard for your mom because Brooke is her baby still, you know, like right. she has to be able to let Brooke go and say, okay, you're an adult now, go out into the world and do your own thing. And I imagine by the time my youngest finally gets that stage, it's going to be hard for me to let that go. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I was just going to say like Brooke for years has been living on the other side of the country with just your mom. Yeah. And so number one, that's just changed also. Now she's here and now she has to share you more versus just when you guys make cross country trips for right. vacation. That's true. And so that's probably adding some differences in her, you know, life and what she's seeing too. And I'm sure that that's hard because now she has to share mom more, you know. And Definitely. as you said, when you moved here, that closeness that you and Brooke had changed because you guys were across the country and you guys were separated. So your relationship grew apart. Her relationship with mom grew deeper and it was just them. But now she's here. You guys are still distant, right? And then now mom's getting further apart because mom's helping you and, you know, doing these gigs here and stuff. But now there's just different elements. And, and she doesn't know, Brooke doesn't really know anybody here either. So that sucks as a 20 year old, like, Hey, now I have no more friends. Like I'm, I'm starting over. So yeah. exactly. And you remember being 20. I mean, 20 is not easy. Be like 16. I'm just trying to think way back, right? Like 16 <laughs> through 22. Like I was a freaking mess, you know? <laughs> It's just, it's not easy to be that age and to be figuring out who you are and, and everybody's yeah. pressuring you into figuring out what the hell you're going to do for the rest of your life. And you're like, I don't know. I just became an adult. Like, give me a chance. Right. You know, it's right. just, there's so much pressure to perform at that age and you don't even, 
know who the hell you are. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, it just really needs to be a conversation between her and I, or, or, or mom and I and her, you know, just a real yeah. open conversation. I think the time is, I think this podcast is going to open up the door. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we have to wrap it up. We've been talking for like an hour. This is crazy. I could talk to you ladies for days upon end. Yeah, that's why. Um, but one last question before we, we leave these lovely people to their Tuesday afternoon. Um, granted, we know different things happen and, and, you know, there's different shades of life um, that you guys have gone through. But if you had to do all, all over again with the age gaps, would you, honestly? Yes. Um, in fact, we just had this conversation on Mother's Day because I was joking with Alana telling her, you know what, because Aaron just moved out last weekend. So I was like, my first round of kids is out of the house. I would have been an empty nester had I not started all over again. And she <laughs> laughed and she was like, what would you really be doing, mom, if you didn't have us? Think about how much we changed your life. And if you didn't have um, you know, Ava and Ella, you would never have joined the mom group. You would never have met Katie. You would not be doing any of the things that you are doing now. So yes, <laughs> I would absolutely have done it all over again. Um, even with the age gaps, yes, it's hard. As I said, I, I could be an empty nester right now, but I can't imagine not having my little girls and being in the stage of life that I am now. And it's allowed me to meet all of you guys and be doing what I'm doing now. Um, so I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, camping wouldn't be as fun without the kids. We couldn't do that. <laughs> exactly. How about you, Cher? Would you do it all over again? A hundred percent. All day, every day. I would, um, you know, like Jenny said, I mean, I can't imagine if it was just the kids because my oldest is going to be driving soon and like I would not be ready. My middle child is going to middle school next year. Like that's, I can't, like, I don't want my oldest to leave the house, you know, but I know she's already looking to go to college and everything. And so I'm excited for her, but to think about being without itty bitties in the house, I don't know. I, I'm not ready either. Well, and so the cool part, like about you ladies with having such an age gap is and, and Jenny's already living it. Like right, the, the older ones, they, they have babies. So you like, right. We right. never have to be babyless. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Especially with a big family. Hopefully there'll be a lot of grandbabies and you'll never really be alone. So the thought of that, it, it kind of scares me, you know, especially when you become a mom at such a young age, that's kind of all, you know, your adult life is about being a mom. So what would I do without that? I mean, yeah. yes, I could work on me and do anything I want, but when you're so used to that, the chaos and always having another you know, person around you, that just seems so lonely to not have them around. Totally yeah. agree. All right, ladies, good chat today. It was nice to see you. Yes, good to see you. Yes. All Thank right, you. until next time. Bye. Bye, Mom Nation. Moms with aspiration, moms are inspirations, moms in circulation, moms at their workstations. Mom, 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 they make a nation, mom, this is a mom nation.